Dr. Robert Shapiro. He's chairman of Sonicon, an economic advisory firm. He's a senior fellow of the McDonough School of Business at Georgetown University. Internationally known, he is an economist who has advised, among others, President Bill Clinton, Vice President Al Gore Jr., British Prime Ministers Tony Blair and Gordon Brown, and then U.S. Senators Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton, our current and I'm hoping our next president. He was Under Secretary of Commerce for Economic Affairs in the Clinton uh, administration. Um, uh, thank you for joining us, Dr. Shapiro. Here, Leslie. Um, I have talked about so many things uh, with regard to Donald Trump, and, and one is the Muslim ban. And um, uh, and and a lot of you know people you know people think oh it's just a liberal thing and you know liberals just want to you know focus on guns and not at reality the religion of the shooter and it always bothers me I'm like when do we get Christian shooter because how many of the mass killings were you know Christian who pulled the trigger but let's talk about realities and how something like this could directly impact the United States um, and and I have said you know pe- people well first of all we, you know we can talk about with another guest regards to security and safety you know security and safety because you know you get more people in these countries upset and then where do you get any kind of an alliance to fight terrorism or to provide jets or to provide troops or you know to uh, you know take inmates from Guantanamo whatever any kind of cooperation is going to be you know off the board if you're insulting entire nations uh, that a majority Muslim the fastest growing religion in the world but you, you know you say there's an economic cost of this plan by Donald Trump to bar Muslims from entering uh, the United States, correct? There's a very large economic cost, because what we're talking about is, um, you know, we have um, about 7 million people today who are U.S. citizens or residents who came here from Muslim-majority countries or are married to or the children of those immigrants. And so the first thing we did was say, okay, what do people from Muslim-majority countries and their families contribute to GDP? How much do they contribute to GDP? And that's really something that we can figure out because the census tells us how many, how many current citizens or residents were immigrants from um, majority Muslim countries, and uh, we know the average size of their families, and we know the per capita income of all Americans. So this is really a thought experiment, which is to say it says, okay, what if we had had in place a ban on, for say the last 30 years, a ban on um, immigrants from the world's Muslim-majority countries, um, what would be the current effect on GDP? And the fact is that uh, those households contributed in 2015 almost $190 billion to U.S. GDP. And that's a, that's a way underestimate because the Census Bureau, which gives us the, the numbers of current citizens or residents who emigrated from majority Muslim countries, only, only covers the 21 largest majority Muslim countries in the world and not 35 smaller 
Islamic countries, including places like Tunisia and Libya and Somalia. So that's a vast underestimate. But even so, we're at $190 billion. And, and, and $190 billion with a B. Dr. Shapiro, we're also not looking at, or, or correct me if I'm wrong, okay, we talk about Muslim countries, but there are Muslims in England and France, etc., right? I mean, I, I know Muslims in this country whose, par- whose parents live in London or who live in Paris or who live in Germany or who live in, quote, non-Muslim countries. Absolutely. Now, I was I was taking Donald Trump's um, proposal literal, literally, which was sometimes he says we're going to ban all Muslims, and then they said to him, "Well, how do you how do you determine who's Muslim?" And then he said, "Well, we'll bar everybody from a Muslim majority country." And so, uh, if he could find out that that. Um, immigrants from England or France um, or Brazil or any other non-Muslim majority country who are Muslims, he would add that to this number as well. So this is really a bare minimum. and But it just tells us that um, Muslim immigrants or immigrants from Islamic countries um, make a very significant contribution to our GDP, $190 billion a year. Um, in addition, of course, he said he would end tourism from Islamic countries because, after all, you don't know who's going to be a terrorist. Um, well, so we looked at um, uh, the numbers of tourists from uh, Muslim majority countries, and here again, we could only capture about two thirds of wow. those countries. Unbe- unbelievable, Dr. Shapiro. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back to you talk more about this. Um, there are implications to some of the crazy um, uh, proposals of Donald Trump's. One of which is to bar Muslims in the United States. The United States would suffer. And let's talk about those of you who may not even know that people buying your products are Muslims or coming from Muslim countries. We'll be back to Dr. Robert Shapiro in you right after this. We're back talking to Dr. Robert Shapiro, chairman of the economic advisory firm. He's also a senior fellow of the McDonough School of Business at Georgetown University. Uh, Dr. Shapiro, uh, we're going to take some calls in uh, just a moment. Uh, 888-6-LESLIE is the number, 888-653-7543. And let's start off with that. Dr. Shapiro, we're going to talk with Jeff in Las Vegas on line two. Um, uh, Jeff, uh, thank you uh, for joining us. Um, uh, you know, Jeff, you talk about money that you get from American Muslims. You say we don't need money that comes uh, from Muslims uh, in um, other countries. Uh, am I correct in that assertion? Is that what you called in about? Yeah, basically, I, I don't really care if what they contribute. Yeah, we're we're putting you on hold not because of what you're saying, because of your your volume. We're putting you up as high as possible. We can't hear you, so we're going to reconnect um, there. Uh, but Dr. Shaber, maybe you could start to uh, you know address that. Um, he says he doesn't sure. care what Muslims outside this country contribute. You know, we do have a very beyond I think patriotic but isolationist attitude in this country. Um, but Dr. Shapiro, tell him and other Americans why we should care what people outside, including Muslims, the fastest growing religion in the world, um, outside, contribute to the United States financially. Well, because the fact is that <coughs> people from Islamic countries um, visit the United States in very large numbers. We estimate there 
that last year there were at least 3.2 million tourists who came from Muslim-majority countries. Well, they spent $145 billion in the United while visiting in the United States. All that money goes away, and it's not just that money. Um, you know, for example, part of that money is what they spend on hotels while they're visiting the United States. Okay, that goes into the $145 billion. But, but what they spend in hotels is used for salaries and supplies for that hotel. And what, it, what the $145 billion doesn't even count is the fact that the incomes of the people who work in hotels or sell supplies to, to American hotels, their incomes go down. That means they lay off more people, and those people have less to spend. So there is what's called a multiplier effect. So that $145 billion, actually, if we look at the full economic impact, would probably be about double that. So just in tourism, by saying we're not going to let anybody who comes from an Islamic country visit the United States, something that the United States has never done in any form in its entire history, that would cost about $300 billion in GDP. This is... This is Big money. This is the kind of money, uh, the loss of the kind of money which, um, uh, which would take a point or two off GDP and could send us alone into a recession. Now, the one of the leading uh, financial contributors to the Republican Party is Paul Singer, who heads up a big hedge fund in New York called Elliott Management. And they manage about $27 billion. And he gave a talk today, and he said that uh, Trump's economic policies, and he wasn't even thinking of the economic impact of the Muslim ban, um, would send the world into a depression. Uh, because he also wants to end or severely restrict trade with our three biggest trading partners, our three biggest trading partners are Canada, China, and Mexico. He wants to end NAFTA, and he wants to impose huge tariffs on everything from China. Um, this would be a massive disruption in global trade. And not only, not only does it hurt everybody who works in companies that export to these countries, and that's millions and millions uh, of Americans. It also means that the goods we get from Canada and Mexico and China um, would would drop sharply. And that means the cost of everything that we import from them from oil to um, uh, to t-shirts and computers, the prices of all those things go up. So the GDP goes down, unemployment goes up, prices go up. Um, this is, uh, from an economist's point of view, um, this goes beyond nonsense. It's malpractice. It's, a, it's an attack 
on the prosperity of average Americans. Okay, so let's go back to Jeff uh, because you were responding to his comment, and we can hear him better now there in Vegas online too. Jeff, thank you for your patience uh, with that. We just wanted to be able to hear you. Um, Did you hear what Dr. Shapiro said uh, regarding um, the American economy and the contribution to the American economy and, you know, specifically to American businesses here in the United States? Can you hear me? Yes. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I can't hear you. I'm sorry, Jeff. I don't know. My crew could hear you, but then when they put you through what we call the board, we can't. So uh, well, we're going to try one more time, Jeff. Go ahead, sweetie. Jeff? Yeah, it's his phone. Yeah, it it, ha- it happens. Um, right. you, you know, okay, and, and you know, so that so that people understand. For example, let, let's just take an example, okay? Um, say you have an American hotel chain, and then some people out there don't care if corporations make more money; they don't think they need to make more, like Marriott or something, okay? Um, but say you have, and, and and this happens more and more, boutique hotels cropping up in big cities, like here in Los Angeles, where I live, New York. Um, you know, I sometimes stay at those boutique hotels, you know, when the big chains are filled to the brim with conventions and tourists from overseas. Um, that boutique hotel is often owned by that one family or, you know, that one small, fa- you know, that one American owned small business owner uh, operated, uh, you know, uh, boutique hotel. Um, you know, when people come in and stay. You have no idea what religion they are. You can assume based on their passport. You can assume based on their name. But we all know our assumptions are often wrong. I could show you some Muslim women here in Los Angeles, and uh, you would never think they are Muslim by what people might think a, quote, Muslim looks like. You know what I mean? Um, and, and, and I say that because uh, you know, I, th- I, th- I think Americans, uh, no offense to my, my fellow people, are largely ignorant with regard to many nations and cultures, ethnicities and you know, uh, that type of thing. Um, but, it, it, you know, so, so Dr. Shapiro, people, you have no idea when somebody comes into your store unless they live in a neighborhood and you have a little bodega in New York, you know everybody. But if you're in an area where tourists are purchasing things and you don't have to just own a shop in Times Square, you have no idea where that person comes from. They're not showing their passport to buy. You have Absolutely. no, and, and they're and they're swiping a Visa card. You have no idea the <laughs> currency of their home. Um, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't know where they are. And quite frankly, again, even if you saw a passport from Ireland or Scotland or I mean anywhere in the United Kingdom or from Spain, that person, even though they may be named John Smith or I don't know, uh, Antonio, Antonio, some Latin last name, they they could be Muslim. I mean, again, people don't. You know, just because some, a woman's not wearing a hijab or a burqa doesn't mean that, you know, she's not Muslim or from a Muslim country. And by the way, I want to add to that. Iranian women who are required by Iranian religious law to, uh, to wear the shadora, which is similar to a burqa, fully covered except for face, um, when they get into non-Iranian airspace, they whip those off. They come out of the ladies' room and... You know, they're dressed in Western attire. So a lot of people, when they travel from those countries like Saudi Arabia, um, Kuwait, Iran, when they come to the United States, they dress differently. And they buy real estate here, too, a lot of real estate. Go go ahead, Dr. Shaber. You know, moreover, um, you know, the United States has no laws restricting what people can wear in public, unlike unlike Iran. And, And the reason is... 
because we say we're going to approach each person as that person and not as a racist. And not by saying, well, because they're Muslim, they're in a separate group, or because they're African-American, they're in a separate group, or Hispanic in a, second, in a separate group. So, in effect, what he wants to do is impose a kind of religious law in the United States that mirrors the religious laws in Iran. Um, that's not what the United States is about. And let me say, you know, the laws in... Well, wait a minute. So people understand, how does it mirror the religious laws in Iran? Oh, because we're saying that based on religion, we are going to treat you differently. We are going to treat you differently. If you're a Muslim in Iran, you have to dress and behave in a certain way. If you're... if. Um, uh, if you are a woman in Saudi Arabia, an Islamic country, you're not going to be able to drive. Well, what, we're, what Trump wants to say is, if you're a Muslim, we are going to treat you a Muslim tourist as opposed to a Christian or a Hindu or a Buddhist uh, or a Jewish tourist. We're going to, we're going to treat you differently. Um, that, is, that is not only alien to our values. It's also a direct violation of the First Amendment to the Constitution. Uh, let, let me also say, you know, the loss in tourism to GDP, this is not about the profits of the Marriott Group. It's about the millions and millions of people who work in hotels. Hopefully a direct correlation to the profits, even though we know the profits aren't spread as much as we'd like with American corporations, no offense to Marriott. Uh, but no, you're right. I mean, if, 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 a, if a corporation takes a hit, that's true trickle-down economics, and that results in pink slips for employees, and then those people don't have a paycheck to put food on their table or perhaps benefits to take care of anybody in their family who requires health care. Well, moreover, you know, only about 7% of that money is profits to the corporation. 93% is spent on salaries and supplies uh, provided by average Americans, um, of whom uh, 98% would be (laughs) non-Muslims. So you're taking away the jobs of millions of people, not only who work in hotels, but who produce the goods and services used by hotels. And it's not just hotels, of course, Uh that tourists spend money on. Right. We were just using that as an example. Let's take some calls. Tamara in Joplin, Missouri, is on line three. Uh, Tamara, thank you for joining us. A question or comment for Dr. Shapiro? Well, I had a comment, Leslie. Muslims come from all over the world, and they see our freedom, and they see that they can educate their daughters without fear of them being killed or shot or acid thrown in their face. They yearn to be free because they come from countries that are oppressive, and they love their countries, but they want to be free. And Donald Trump is a horse's patootie with the way he talks about Muslims. I'm here in Joplin, and a man burned down a mosque here. And I was so proud of my community that we all got together and helped rebuild it. And then when the tornado came and it destroyed our city, the Muslim community came out and bought 
all new, brand new laptops for our high school kids. So Donald Trump can kiss my grits when he talks about Muslims being evil and bad because they're not. They're wonderful people. Thank you. You know what? It is so nice to hear communities coming together because, like, you know, I got to. I got to tell you, you know, my in-laws are retired physicians and they're Muslim. And trust me, when, you know, you're in the emergency room and you're going to die, you don't look at your doctor and say, what's your religion and where did you come from? Let's go to Jeff again. Jeff is back. We're trying here, Jeff. Let's go. They say the third time's a charm. Yep, can you hear Yay, me now? Yes, I can hear you now. We can hear you great. Comment or question for our guest, Dr. Shapiro, Jeff. I heard what he said and I understand what he's saying and part of it's true, no doubt. But what I'm saying and what millions of us, of us are saying, Americans, is that there's a serious problem with radical Islam in these other countries, okay? And I can name the countries, whatever, the six or seven that are currently bombing and doing this stuff. I'm not talking about American Muslims that are Americans here. I'm not saying ban them. I'm not saying ban Muslims and Americans. What I'm saying is, and what Donald Trump is trying to put forth, is first of all, he didn't say he's going to ban Muslims. What he yeah, said oh, no, was, he did. He did. I have it in writing. I have it. Uh, we have audio of it. I know people like to try and make it pretty, um, but like, wasn't Sarah Palin said, if you look, put lipstick on a pig, it's still a pig. Um, and, and quite frankly... Uh, that remark is absolutely true. So let me ask you something. Let me change it entirely from Muslim for a second, okay? And uh-huh. I hear I hear what you're saying. Um, African Americans make up 13% of the population in the United States. Yet, African American males make up a much higher percentage of crime and criminals who are in our incarceration system, okay? Yeah. Should we then assume that every time we see, or should I, a black male, that they're most likely a criminal. Let me give you another one. Overwhelming majority of rapists, not just here, but throughout the world, are male. Should we then assume and prevent men from being near women because men might rape because a very small percentage of that gender does so therefore, we must blame the whole gender. Do you understand? My thing is when you have 1.6 billion people and you have less than, beyond less than 1% of that doing damage. And by the way, to me, a murderer is not a Christian, a Jew, or Muslim. All three believe in the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not kill. So you can't call yourself, in my opinion, a Christian, a Jew, or a Muslim and kill because then you're not really being a Christian, a Jew, or a Muslim. Um, are we out of time? We are out of time, right? Uh let me see. Let's. Uh, okay. So uh, Trump's initial statement, um, uh, uh, by uh, by the way, is incorrect, Jeff. Donald J. Trump is calling for a total and complete shutdown of Muslims entering the United States until our country's representatives can figure out what is going on. That was his initial statement, Jeff. And that's just one of many. You know, because he said, "I still want a Muslim ban." So we're not talking about 
banning the bad guys. And by the way, Jeff, if we knew who the bad guys were, that would make it a hell of a lot easier, wouldn't it? Dr. Shapiro, we love you. Thank you for being with us. Let me give you uh, his information, folks, because we got to take a break and Talk Media News is waiting to come on board from our nation's capital right after the commercial. Uh, on Twitter, follow Dr. Shapiro at Rob Shapiro. And on the website, go to his website for his corporation, Sonicon.com, S-O-N-E-C-O-N.com. 